I'm Tani Beardall. This is Becoming, a podcast for teens. Episode number four, Numbing. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. I'm your host, Tawny Beardall. I will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. Hey everyone, I hope you are enjoying this podcast so far and are really finding it valuable for your growth and learning. I am new to all of this tech stuff, but I understand that in order to grow and get these words into the ears who need to hear it, we will need some ratings and reviews. I promise to not mention this a lot, but I just feel so passionate about this project and I want to help as many of you that we can. So if you don't mind just hurrying and tapping the stars after and writing something quick about how it has helped you, that would be amazing. Well, today we are wrapping up the mini authenticity series. We started with episode number two, Authenticity, where I talked about the importance of understanding who you are as an individual and being true to yourself. Then in episode three, we discussed connection and vulnerability. We got to understand that all it takes is to believe that you are worthy of belonging and how vital it is to connect with ourselves and others. Now I will be taking the time today to wrap up this topic and discuss the effect of what it looks like to not be authentic and open to connection. Struggling with this tends to show itself in the form of numbing. I'm really hoping that through listening to these last two episodes that you've been inspired and motivated rather than feeling defeated by what an intimidating task this can seem to be. Please don't beat yourself up if you haven't quite begun to figure it all out yet. This is a process, something that you will need to think about and practice daily. What really matters is that you are trying. What worries me is understanding what an epidemic this lack of understanding ourselves is in our society today. You may think I'm being a bit dramatic, but just look in America right now. We are the most addicted, overweight, in-debt, medicated society in U.S. history. I know that stems from the lack of vulnerability and connection and the way we deal with our feelings of shame, not feeling good enough, not knowing who we are or what we want out of life. The easiest way to deal with feelings of inadequacy is by numbing it. It's an innate human reaction to always look for the easiest path. We are all humans. We are going to make mistakes and we are going to be forced to go through some major struggles in our lives. Some of the pain we will go through will be self-inflicted. We may have done something stupid and made bad decisions, and now we have to deal with those consequences. Some of the crap that we have to struggle through happens because of someone else's actions, and that's not fun and doesn't seem to be fair. And some of the things just happen because it's part of our mortal experience. Life can just be plain hard. You are super busy teenagers with a lot on your plate. On top of really hard stuff, you also have to balance school, relationships, work, and other activities that require your attention. And that can cause a lot of stress. I love this quote by Carl Jung. Quote, 
Even a happy life is not possible without a measure of darkness, and the word happy would lose its meaning if it were not balanced by sadness. It is much better to take things as they come, with patience and composure. So when you go through these struggles, oftentimes you may notice yourself being resistant to the feelings of pain and heartache. Have you seen yourself turn this off and use the coping mechanism of numbing? I'm not talking about that quick type of numbing, like just releasing some steam. You know, like going for a jog or a hike for some fresh air, or having a great night out with your friends. This release or quick break can be healthy and much needed. The type of numbing that I'm talking about is when you are looking for different ways to forget, avoid, and push down any uncomfortable feeling that we have. When we aren't dealing with it, we are avoiding being open for growth, change, and vulnerability. I love how Rachel Hollis puts it in her book, Girl, Wash Your Face. Quote, by avoiding battling and or drowning in chaos, we create a prime platform for the false life preserver of substance abuse. You can use food to avoid facing your life. You can get drunk as a way to drown your sorrows. You can reach for so many negative substances to take your mind away from the chaos around you, as many of us do so without realizing that we're developing a dangerous regular coping mechanism instead of a one-time escape, end quote. So she discusses how numbing can show itself in some sort of substance abuse, obviously speaking of drugs, alcohol, and even using food to numb. I want you to also be open to the fact that numbing or avoiding doesn't always show itself in these ways. Maybe we are binge-watching Netflix, spending way too much time on social media, or looking at pornography, thinking this will fill the void. You may even numb by filling life with good things, so much so that you are over-the-top busy and trying to stay occupied so you don't have to deal with it. Take a minute to evaluate yourself. What does numbing look like in your life? I know I have spent way too much time with chocolate and binge-watching my favorite TV series. I have overscheduled myself and kept so busy thinking I was just being super productive but not progressing at all spiritually. This has caused me to feel exhausted and empty. These numbing tools we are using are not the right way to deal with our problems. We are preventing our wounds from healing. This will inevitably leave us addicted, lonely, and miserable. Because when we come down from that high or binge, we will notice that the feelings of shame, rejection, disappointment, or whatever emotion we are trying to avoid are still there. So we end up going back to our numbing tool and doing it again. Ah, what a vicious and scary cycle this is, right? You may be thinking, what's the big deal, Tawny? So I numb myself. Why is this such a bad thing? Well, let me tell you from personal experience The sad truth is you can't numb these hard, terrible feelings without also numbing all other positive emotions. Please think about this the next time you are wanting to shut down and forget the challenging feelings. You cannot selectively numb. When I was going through an incredibly challenging time in my life and was completely numbing out, there were times when I knew situations should make me laugh or smile, but I just sat there feeling nothing. It was the worst feeling. We put a smile on just because we know we're supposed to, but deep down inside, we know we should be feeling genuine happiness and joy. Brene Brown hit it on the nose when she talked about this in her TED Talk called The Power of Vulnerability. You guys should check that out. It's so good. She says, when we numb the struggle, we numb joy, we numb gratitude, we numb happiness, and then we are miserable. 
We get stuck looking for purpose and meaning. We are back to the beginning of trying to figure out who we are and not being authentic. We have to live in each emotion we are going through. We have to find healthy ways of dealing with the hard stuff. To acknowledge these negative emotions as they arise and face them, we can learn healthy ways to cope with them. You see, pain is a great teacher. It can help us grow and develop, but sitting in this and suffering while doing nothing about it causes us to be stagnant. The only way to really get rid of these feelings is just experiencing them fully. Give yourself permission to feel the pain, to just dig in, cry it out, talk to a friend or parent about what you are experiencing, or at least you can journal about it. Try to understand why you are feeling the way you are and decide how you want to move past it. Think about what modifications you need to make to change and let yourself learn from the whole experience. If you can figure this out in yourself at your age, think of how much more productive and successful you will be. Numbing holds us back from so much growth. This awesome quote by Martha Beck addresses it perfectly. Quote, No part of your experience is wasted. Everything you've experienced so far is part of what you were meant to learn. End quote. So let's just embrace it all, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. There is one more thing I'd like to add. I just want you to know that under some dire circumstances, what you might be dealing with is too overwhelming and painful to manage on your own. It can trigger our body's defense mechanism to disassociate the pain and not accept the emotional impact it will have on us right then. This can sometimes show itself in depression, and we need to figure these feelings out before we ever have thoughts of suicide. Please seek outside help when you are experiencing something like this. It is vital that you reach out to a trusted parent or adult. Just like you would go to a doctor for any other illness, you should not have any shame for seeking help with how you are feeling. I have a great episode coming up where I'll be interviewing a therapist to discuss the difference between depression and situational sadness. It will really help you navigate these situations with more confidence. Just know that you are loved and there is help when you need it. All you have to do is reach out. To wrap it all up, I want you to think about what you have heard these last three episodes. Did any of it resonate with you? Is there anything you want to try to do differently? Maybe just think about how you are numbing and try to figure out different ways to process these feelings. Well, to sum it up, we need to stop worrying what other people might think of us and trust that we can be vulnerable and open with our friends and family. You see how all of these attributes go hand in hand, right? We have to first be true to ourselves and then stop comparing and changing who we are in hope that we will be more fully accepted and feel worthy. We need to develop a willingness to be vulnerable and to connect with ourselves and with others. If we do these things, we won't feel the need to numb and avoid life. We will just truly live. And before we know it, it will be so much fun to look back and see how far we've come, to see who we have become. 